Welcome back. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite theatrical groups of the last, I don't know, 30 years. I'm not so young anymore. <laughs> is been the 40. Is it really 40? Oh, my God. Uh, the Practical Theater Company, who you know about if you listen to this show and or read me in the Tribune. You know that they they uh, were a big deal 40 years ago, and I fell in love with them all then. And then they came back here, and I fell in love with them all, all over again. Sadly, I was not able to see their uh, Ho-Ho Holiday Review, but it was so popular over the holidays that it is back for one special presentation, live and in person at the great Studio 5 on next Sunday. You can listen to this show in the vast parking lot they have there and then go in and see their show from 7 to 9. Paul Barros, his beautiful wife, Victoria Zielinski, and Dana Olson are the Practical Theater Company, as well as uh, Steve Rashid, who runs Studio 5. Okay, tell me about uh, the grand success that Ho Ho Holiday Show must have been. Well, we had a, a great couple weeks over the holiday season, and, uh, you know, it went extremely well. We had a lot of laughs and a good time, and uh, we had a lot of people who were who just don't live in town, and you know wanted us to do a live stream or were holiday out of town. <laughs> we're begging us, Rick, and it also gives you an opportunity to come. Exactly. Exactly. I don't like to hear your excuse for failing to be there. So well, because well, my excuse would be because I'm not Taylor Swift and I don't have a jet. My show's over at seven. Uh, it would be very, very hard to be there at seven. But but let me ask you. I mean, this is not this is your latest show. Has it? And the others, a couple of which I've seen. Do do you guys feel you must feel at some level sort of creatively empowered, but at another level. Uh, you found home again, yes? No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and this particular show, um, you know, we kept saying, well, you know, any political stuff we write, we're going to have to write it at the last minute um, because, you know, that stuff comes at you like a fire hose. Sure. But, uh, but the show that we wrote actually turned out to be kind of, you know, touching in some places because hmm. in a way it's kind of a full-throated defense of democracy with a lot of laughs. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and the audience seemed to really appreciate that. We kind of hit a you know sweet spot with them, I think. There are some points of reference that uh, what we consider our audience will enjoy uh, especially, and those uh, really became very important in the show this year. Yeah, we're, we're but and and, and so we always try to make it sexy and silly, right? Of course. But we did make an effort this time, and not an effort. It seemed to come naturally that we were channeling a threat to democracy, and we wanted to talk about the court. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about the importance of speaking up. And, you know? and some of that stuff got well. You you guys made you, more laughs than we expected. Well, you know the way I feel about you, and it is it is kind of uh, intellectually uh, inspired silliness if that i know you guys are silly and i know you pride yourselves on being on being <laughs> silly but the the thing that has ever impressed me and it impresses me still is the level of sophisticated silliness do you buy that phrase at all i think so i mean uh, we we certainly work on the scripts you know as you know you know it's improvisationally inspired sure, and sure. We do a lot of improvisational work in rehearsal and then, and then we script it, 
and just work it and work it and work it until there's, you know, not an, not an extra joke or a flabby moment. And, and as a result, going sketch to sketch to sketch, you get momentum throughout the show and you, you build to something in each act. So, and, and yeah, it's sophisticated because, by the way, I mean, the audiences that come to these shows, they get it. You know, yeah, yeah. we make a reference to, you know, some obscure god, you know, in, in a Zeus sketch, <laughs> and they get it. We make you know? a reference to Rod McEwen, and they get it. <laughs> they, they still don't laugh at Prometheus, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I never. I actually never thought Rob McEwen was that funny, but uh, that's that's another that's another matter. Well, it's, Tell, all, it's all about the context. Right? Yes. <laughs> Tell me, oh, yeah. if you if you read Rod McEwen with complete soul as Dana does uh-huh. uh, for for about four and a half minutes, it's one of those things where people think, "Is this funny? <laughs> hey, it's funny." Oh, now, now it's getting really fun, you know? It kind of sneaks up. And then on. you have to ask yourself, is the explosion of the Ocean Gate Titan worth a song? And yeah, right, 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 right. And by the way, when I, was, I, I had a line in my head, nobody sunk when the Titanic sunk. It would become a tourist attraction. <laughs> and I would, go around, I would go around the house kind of singing that like Gordon Lightfoot. And then I looked it up and found that Gordon Lightfoot died just a month before that happened. Wow. So he did not get an opportunity to write a song about it, so we wrote a song about it for him. Uh-huh. With apologies to the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Exactly. <laughs> now, you guys... And I, with a little bit of uh, John Denver's Calypso. <laughs> well, one of the great yeah, things about about this venue, uh, Studio 5, and I'd love you to talk about that, too, and Steve, is that the, the musical element of at least the last show I saw... And I'm assuming this one too is is uh, profound, is it not? Yes. Well, it's even more musical than the one that you saw because we really wanted to give it more of a feel of one of those, uh, you know, holiday specials that we used to see in the '60s and the early '70s. Sure. Um, you know, like a King family special or an Andy Williams special. So there's a lot more music and some real purpose-written, you know, musical. You know, and, really, and the musicians, four of them are world class, beginning with Steve Rashid. And, you know, it, even the, we, we'll say that the comedy is fine, but it would be worth it just to come for the music. And yeah. we're proud of that. Yeah. Well, you have in red lettering on your lovely little poster the cabaret comedy, music, and cocktails. That's another that's ever been a bonus to whatever show I'm seeing are cocktails. Uh, it, it, you you guys, you came back here without without any real, I didn't find you had any trepidation about coming back or anything. You really seem, just in, in, in talking to you and, and hearing you and reading about this show, you've really found your groove, haven't you? Is it faster? Did that happen faster than you might have imagined? Uh, you know... It's hard to say because we've been coming back for yeah, holidays. Yeah, right, right, and, and, right, right. And doing the holiday thing. But what's actually been delightful about this is to have so many of our audience members say, we've never been here before. Yeah. It's a wonderful space. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even people who lived in Evanston for like 30 years, you yeah. know, say, oh, my gosh, we've never been here before. So we like that. You know, that the practical theater name and our reputation also helps to build the audience for Studio 5. And we always tell the people when they come, 
you got to come here for the jazz shows because yeah. the jazz shows are fabulous. Well, Paul Marinaro, yeah. He, he, Steve Rashid and his lovely wife, Bea, uh, done a remarkable thing with that place that looks like, I mean, it's in the middle of a kind of shopping mall or whatever they call <laughs> those places. The dollar store. Yes, and, it's, and there is it's so much... There is just, I remember I came up there with Jason Brett, who was flabbergasted. There was all sorts of free parking. Uh, so you can impress city people. You impress city people that way. You're also live streaming this. I know you guys have some experience with the live streaming when you did that remarkable show. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Into uh, the Mist. Yes, Into the Mist. Uh, how do you, in knowing that you're live streaming, how do you do it? Do you, how many do you use more than one camera, or how does that? Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be four cameras. Oh uh, wow! Two cameras, two cameras that have kind of a wide shot and a mid shot, mm-hmm. and then uh, a camera in each wing to to you know catch stuff from the side as well. Oh, and that'll no. get live switched up in the up in the booth by um, <laughs> a, a, a great video guy named Harvey Moshkin. You might know him, um, Harvey. So, oh sure, yeah, sure yeah. for years. <laughs> Yeah, so years. he's going to be he's going to be running the live stream, and uh, we'll just even forget that's happening. <laughs> we yeah. will focus on on the audience on stage. Although I'll probably come out at the beginning and just let everybody know that. Talk to people. You, talk to audience. talk to people. You three: Paul Burroughs, Victoria Zelensky, and Dana Olson. D- describe the theater to you know. I, I'm <laughs> harping on. Ooh, like a lot of free parking. Uh, it, it, oh, believe me, that's no small. Oh, I know. That's why I've said it eight times already. Uh, but but the inside, Rick, you're right. It's a theater of about 140 seats. Yep. There are cabaret seats, a beautiful bar, world class sound, and it's comfortable and cozy and intimate and uh, and you know it, it just guarantees the kind of beautiful conversation that we have. Uh, and it's a great space to do comedy because you know people aren't looking up at us on a stage, right? Or they're right. Right, right, know, right. There, you know, some of there, there's like you know twenty seats on the floor and cabaret tables, and then you know about eight rows of twenty seats, you know, and a very nice you know grade where people can kind of you know look down and and see it. It creates a very very kind of nice little amphitheater. It's a perfect comedy size for the type of sketch comedy that we do. Because we like to have the audience right on top of us. Oh, I agree. And, There's uh, such a, when you you three are such and Steve too, such intimate performers. I mean, you really do. It, it, it's palpable the kind of relationship you form pretty quickly with the audience. Maybe not everybody in the audience, but you certainly give it a shot. I'll tell you that. You give it a well, shot. It's funny because because when we did the one night when we did the uh, thing about the Ocean Gate Titan. And yeah. I won't go into too much detail. But at the end of it, as the lights were going down, some guy dead center in the first row goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a laugh. But, you know, I, also we can walk into the audience. Yeah, the audience exactly. The audience for the show, and they love it. And yeah. we don't put anyone on the spot oh, unless they deserve it. Yeah, but, there's a real, you know, there's a real, real intimacy to it. Now, you after this, after this, uh, February fourth, and go to, you can go to uh, Studio Five, the number five, Studio Five dot dance slash calendar for all sorts of information and get tickets. Uh, 
what's next? I mean, as I said before, I think you guys are being wonderfully empowered about performing again. Well, we, we're, we're, we're at that moment where we're, you know, kind of thinking about what we want to do next. Yeah, um, yeah. Most, most likely another holiday. Well, for, for sure another holiday. For sure another holiday show because we know the space is, you know, is available to us. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, as soon as our summer show was done, we started writing the show. So we worked on the wow. show for about six months. Oh, my God. Um, wow. And, and, and aside from, like, two classic, uh, you know, chestnuts, it's an mm-hmm. all-new show. Oh, that's great. Um, so if anybody's seen us before, you haven't seen this one. And, and I think it's one of our best. I think so. Because it's not only silly and funny and sexy and smart, (laughs) but there are some important things that are uttered about democracy, about the Supreme Court, about the importance of, you know, investing yourself. And about French cinema. And about (laughs) French cinema. (laughs) Yes, one of my favorite comedic topics. Uh, You three are just uh, not only dear friends, but you're such grand talents. Paul Barros, his lovely wife, Victoria Zielinski, and their even lovelier friend, Dana Olson. Uh, say hi to Steve for me. And now, now, now that you mention this, I can li- I'm going to live stream this, which means I don't, oh, have, cool. to, won't have, don't have to try to get to uh, get to the even the beautifully free parking Dempster Street <laughs> thing in, in zero minutes. Uh, take care, you three. I could not be happier for you. Thank you, Ray. Great to talk to you, bud. Yeah, always always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.